The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 2nd of October, 2021. I am your host, Bad Billy, and I do have a great show lined up for you this week. If uh, you remember, just a little over four years ago, yeah, it was actually the end of September 2017, I interviewed Scotty Somerville of Artifice. Well, Today, we're going to welcome him back. Yes, Artifice is coming out with some new material, and Scotty and I are going to talk about that. You're going to hear about that in the first hour. Second hour, I'm going to be joined by Christopher Key. Now, if you listened uh, 10 years ago to the Badlands Combat Sports radio show, um, the the show at the time uh, picked up a new sponsor called SWATS, S-W-A-T-S, uh, which uh, was a supplement uh, basically for uh, the best. Uh, that's uh, the, the motto was uh, athletes competing without cheating, some natural uh, hormone testosterone uh, replacement uh, supplements. And uh, yeah, Christopher Key was coming out with that product. Well, uh, he has uh, relaunched, of course, uh, our our new sponsor, IGF-1, Neutronics IGF-1. So, yeah, SWATs no longer exist, but the Deer Antler Velvet is, yeah, one once again called IGF-1. So uh, we're going to hear uh, from Christopher Key in the second hour. I'm not just about uh, the IGF-1 product, too. Uh, we got some other interesting topics to uh, discuss. And in the third hour, of course, I'll be joined by the icon Stephen James for the Steve solution. Uh, he's got something he wants to talk about, and uh, yeah, it should uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation there. Before I get to all that, I want to cue one of the latest songs from Artifice. This is called Cut Me Out. And I'll be back with the interview with Scotty Somerville right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio.
Hey there, thrill seeker, rocking out to the station. I hear you, you're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle, one that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey, the best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. In 1664, John Milton responded to the English Parliament censoring of book publishers by saying, Give me the liberty to know and to speak freely. Over 300 years later, there are citizens in countries around the world who are striving to gain this fundamental right. Freedom of speech is more than just an American concept. It's a universal human right. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, McCormick Foundation, and this station. So you go into your sporting goods or firearms store to get that gun and ammunition you've been wanting to buy, only to find out that the store doesn't have it. Worse yet, the shelves are bare. They're empty. Ugh. Well, that's why there's GunBroker.com. You want it? GunBroker.com's got it. Guns, gun parts, ammo, ammo storage, reloading equipment, binoculars, scopes, sights. Did I mention guns? Pistols, rifles, handguns, shotguns, machine guns, paintball guns, archery supplies, tools, jewelry, watches, even musical instruments and gear. Yes, GunBroker.com has those too. I'm telling you, they have it all. There are even auctions where you can bid on certain items. The folks at GunBroker.com know their stuff. They've been in business for over 20 years with over 6 million happy registered users. Why not become one of them? GunBroker.com. Go there. Check it out. Register today. It's 100% free. GunBroker.com. GunBroker.com. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Cut Me Out by Artifice, and it is my pleasure to welcome back their lead singer, Scotty Summerfield, back to the show after we spoke four years ago. How have you been all this time? Good, man. Glad to be back. Yes, yes. Good to have you back on the show. So uh, just to kind of uh, get the listeners up to speed, those who haven't li- probably haven't listened back that far, I want you to give a little background and uh, uh, let the listeners uh, tell listeners a little bit about Artifice. Sure. So um, Cody and I started the band back in 2011, and uh, we've been in different local bands in the Northwest Tennessee area. And uh, we both had the mindset that, you know, we were willing to do whatever it took to make it. And we, uh, once our former bands broke up, we had a talk and knew that if we found some other guys that felt the same way, you know, that nothing could stop us. And we've been on the road ever since. And uh, this is, we, we had our first EP, Enemy Inside. Uh, then uh, back in 2014 or 15, I'm bad with dates. 
uh, we released in Human, and uh, now we're releasing our new record, Reflections, which the first two singles are out, Cut Me Out and Leave Me For Dead. Yeah, we just listened to Cut Me Out. And, yeah, it s- sounds great, of course. Uh, I, d- I do have to ask, uh, you know, like like I said, when uh, I talked to you back in 2017, it wasn't too long after Inhuman, actually. And mm-hmm. um, do, obviously COVID hasn't helped anything, but, uh, you know, through uh, 2000, uh, say around 2018, 2019, you took a little time off. It kind of looks like there, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we took a little time off, uh, not necessarily as a band, but uh, just from touring. We were going to take a little time off to make the record. And... Uh, that turned into a little more time off because of COVID, which, but it really worked in our benefit because uh, we decided on this record to produce it ourselves. And uh, we wanted to make sure to capture the, the artifice sound that we heard in our heads all the time and that we'd been wanting to capture and get out there to everybody. So when we made this record, we made it ourselves and we really took the time to, to make the record that we wanted and uh, make a record that we feel people can really connect with. Yeah, uh, ever since uh, COVID hit, uh, of course, you know, there. I mean, uh, a lot of artists ha- have had a lot of time on their hands. Uh, there's more time in the studio. There's more uh, pen to the paper, writing new songs. But uh, uh, what you just what you just said there, basically, um, so a positive you can take out of out of uh, out of this disaster is uh, basically you. You decided to produce it yourself and uh, mold it, however, however, which way you felt it. It sounded right, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And like the whole break w- with COVID and everything was kind of a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways. You know, we were able to tie up a lot of business things that we'd been. Uh, you know, a lot of times when you're on the road and just playing shows every night and constantly on the grind, you, it's hard to keep up with a lot of the the business aspects of it. So. It really gave us a chance to tie a lot of that up and uh, work on some work on a record deal, which we signed with uh, Imagine Records, which is uh, VP of the record label is Morgan Rose from Seven Dust. Uh, he came out to a sh- one of our last shows in the Chicago area, and we ended up clicking and hung out all night long. And one thing led to another. We went down to Atlanta with him and. Uh, did a little bit of writing with him and Corey Lowry that's in Cedar now. And, uh, and then we came back and finished the record ourselves and finalized the deal and kind of had a chance to get all of our ducks in a row. You know, we're still getting them in a row, but we're way ahead of the game. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I, I take it then, um, the, uh, the new, the new album probably started what a uh, year or two years ago or so. And then, uh, man, some, some of the songs actually like uh, leave me for dead and it's you know all of them have changed and evolved through the years uh but leave me for dead i first started writing uh that song back in probably five years ago um when we were still on the road and uh you know we always kind of like write little things here and there and kind of tuck them away in our back pocket and then uh, when it came time to get serious about making the record and you know, we start popping all those songs back out and revisiting them and, and whatnot. So it, the song's not the same as it was back then, but that's where it started. And uh, a lot of the songs kind of started in that same fashion, you know, whether it was an idea that I had or an idea that Cody had. 
and uh, we just kind of built this database of ideas. And when it came time to make the record, we, we kind of pulled from those ideas. Uh, sometimes we even took a couple of the ideas and stuck them together and made, you know, different parts of songs with those ideas. And uh, we still got a lot of those ideas that, that we haven't touched yet, you know. So that's the good part about it is we've ended up with a lot of extra um, material that we can pull from or, or get some inspiration from in the future. Now you say uh, the the layoff due to COVID was uh, was a blessing in disguise. Um, obvi- obviously, uh, you got you got this project done, but uh, there had to have been times where you you missed performing in front of a crowd and and uh, yeah. Oh, abso- absolutely! Absolutely! Uh, I mean, it's been killing us. We haven't played a show in front of a crowd and over a year and a half now. So we're itching, like we're, we're, uh, getting back out. We're going to hit the road at the end of October. And, you know, it was a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways, but also there, it, it made things a lot more difficult as well. And the fact of, uh, you know, all that we, you know, some of us do is music nonstop, whether, you know, we'll be in the band on tour and that's how we make some money. Or when we come home, you know, Cody and I both have recording studios or I'll go run live sound for events. But when COVID, you know, when that first break hit, you know, we watched so many, you know, I I had six months of stuff get just shut down with at the snap of a finger. So, uh, you know, every, every way that we had income coming in, every one of those roads got blocked at the same time. So kind of had to adapt and figure out new ways to make things work and i think everybody's still trying to do that and still trying to figure out how to get some normalcy back you know oh absolutely absolutely you know let me let me tell you something too it was uh, last year uh towards the end of june 2020 where uh, right here in this area in idaho where i'm living that uh, they you know they barely managed to pull it off but a three-day music fest and um of course, they set up hand sanitizers and so- social distancing. But when the big acts like uh, Chris Jansen hit hit the stage, um, there was no social distancing, and and uh, of course, I mean the the crowds were really getting into it. And at the end of the day, you want to know how many confirmed cases of COVID came from that event? I'm I'm gonna hope zero. I'm good. That's the exact number zero. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I ended up catching COVID like uh, what maybe maybe about uh, four months later or so, and and still I I got I got through it pretty easily. So, hey, that's good news, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, that uh, and, and a lot of bands are, are still kind of staying away from touring right now uh, for that, but. It's been too long, and, and we're ready to get back out in front of people, and I think people are ready to get back out to shows, so why wait, right? You know, and there there's something else that's going on, too, and why I think it's important that uh, we need we need to get back to the norm. Is I mean, uh, if you want to wear a mask, that's fine. You want to social distance, that's fine. But, uh, you know, you got... You got people now that think the concert experience is on YouTube, and sure. you don't get that energy from w- it's watching. Not the same. Yeah, it is not the same at all. 
You know, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, just watching live music DVDs, you know? I remember growing up and, I mean, still I watch them all the time, watching Alice in Chains Unplugged and Nirvana Unplugged and Incubus Alive at Red Rock and these different live music DVDs. And every time, it don't matter, I can watch them a hundred times and I still didn't get to experience it the way it was meant to be experienced, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean... The same, same for me the first time because I've been a long time UFC fan, and uh, mm-hmm. first time I, I I actually went. It was an amateur event, but still I got to sit ringside, and the, for the first time wa- watch it happen live in front of my face, and it's it just does not compare. <laughs> I mean, you watch it on TV no, all you all. want. I tell you what, we actually had um, our song "Blood for Blood" off of the Inhuman record was uh, featured in a movie called Fight Valley with uh, Misha Tate and Holly Holmes and Chris Cyborg and some of the female UFC fighters. That was pretty neat. Oh, d- uh, tell me more about that. How did that come up, come out? Or come- um, we, we, were playing a, we were playing a show. I can't remember exactly where it was. It was somewhere in Ohio. And uh, a guy from a company called Roctagon Entertainment approached us and they were involved in the, the making of that movie and uh, asked us, you know, if we'd want to get our song in it. And we were, of course, we jumped all over that. And we thought, uh, you know, from the understanding we had, we thought our song was going to be played in the credits at the end. And uh, so they send us a copy of the movie and it comes in and we're watching it. And it gets to like the montage scene where the, the girl that's been getting kind of beat down the whole movie is like, working up you know and working out and getting ready to fight for this final match to take this other chick out and that's when they played our song was during the montage scene so i was super stoked about that <laughs> yes yeah i'm i'm quite familiar with the roctagon uh people because uh, of course when i had uh american grim uh ryan from american grim here on the show yeah it was it was through them that yeah, they, they made it possible bands, right? huh what's that they're one, of, they're one of Roctagon's bands, right? That's correct, yes. So, uh, they're, they're an awesome group of people to work with. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, we played with those guys in Vegas, actually. Pretty cool band. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, I like how uh, they're, they're they're promoting both the sport of mixed martial arts and they're, they're promoting uh, artists at the same time. And, yeah, for sure. And that song "Blood for Blood" is just absolutely perfect for something like that. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> We're hoping some of these new songs get picked up on some stuff like that. You know, it's always fun to see your songs played uh, on TV or or just used for for other events like that. You know, I I, I like some I like MMA myself, and we uh, had there was a fight, uh, Strike Force. Uh, had a match in Memphis at the FedEx Forum, and the main event guy was walking out to our song, so we got to go uh, sit ringside and all that. And it was super cool, man. Those guys, uh, it takes a special kind of dude to go in there and take a beating and give one out all the time. So props <laughs> to them. <laughs> you know, no, no, I used to live in Memphis, and of course, I trained a little bit with uh, with David Ferguson of Memphis Judo and Jiu Jitsu, and uh, so oh, now- cool. Yeah, so now now you got me curious. Uh, who who was uh, coming out to your song? 
Um, oh, what was his name? Hold on. I'll think of it in just a second. <laughs> I was, he got beat really fast. <laughs> but uh, Teddy Holder. Okay, yeah, the name's not familiar to me, but yeah, I just and then another one of my another one of my friends fought uh, strike force. His name was Zach Underwood. He went by Thunderwood. Okay, and but, uh, I went. I saw him fight at the casino a couple times. That was pretty neat. Yeah, I know of him, but uh, yeah, I don't know him personally. I have heard that name before. So he's a tough dude. I don't yeah. know that he's still doing it, but I think him and his him and his brother they they do training and whatnot. So I think they're still on the training end of it. Yes, yes. See, I was about to ask you too if uh, you know people had used your music to to walk out before a fight or anything like that. And you answered that before I could. So. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping there's some more. And we've had some re- like some local wrestlers and regional wrestlers and stuff like that. You know, hit us up to do it and. You know, we're always cool with people using the track to get hyped to what it's there for. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so getting back to the norm, that's uh, that's the main focus right now. So you're talking, to, you're talking about touring uh, at the end of this month. So uh, where, where exactly are you going to be uh, heading and uh, who are you going with? Um, mostly it's going to be a headlining run. We're meeting up with a, a couple other bands along the way, like, uh, Texas Hippie Coalition and, uh, possibly Memphis Mayfire. And, uh, but a lot of the agents and whatnot were wanting to book, you know, 2022 and we were ready to get out now. So we're hitting, uh, Alabama, Tennessee, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio, West Virginia, and Virginia on this run. So we're going to be out for about a month. So you're going to stay east of the Mississippi for the most part, though. Yeah, but yeah, for this run, and then we're going to come home for Thanksgiving, and then we're probably going to go out for another uh, two to three weeks, and then 2022 is when we'll really start hitting things hard. Yeah. Uh, do you know when you're going to be heading out uh, this way again, possibly? Hopefully, possibly December, but definitely early 2022 if not december yeah yeah hopefully i'll I'll definitely keep you in the loop (laughs) yeah i mean uh by by then we we got to see covid uh, dissipate sooner or later yeah for sure i mean i i know that some every time uh, we hear about uh, cases going down other cases are on the rise or there's another variant or or whatever it's like yeah the data is just scattered and it's at this point, like, you know, I, I, I don't want anybody to get it, and I uh, hope I don't get it. I've, I, I've, been, lucky, I've been lucky so far and uh, haven't, haven't got it at all. Um, but it's just uh, i got to live my life, you know. We, yeah. I feel like it's time for people to get back out and live their life. And the way I look at it, and people can say I'm crazy, but I, getting sick is, a, is an imminent part of life, so... I mean, like, yeah, for sure. Like, like death, it's it's unavoidable. It's you're going to get sick. One, you're not going to get through this life without it happening. I mean, it's it's not pleasant, but you know, I mean, now that I've had it, you know, and and uh, I'm not I'm not exactly uh, agreeing to a, to the vaccine myself either. But uh, you know, I've had it. I've, I've, uh, I don't have a great chance of catching it again, and I'm taking other preventative measures, so I, I feel fine. So, 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's just uh, everybody has to kind of take their own route with it, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I'm that's glad you I said just, that. That's what I, I always just tell people: do what you feel need, you need to do, you know. And uh, I'm sure that's going to be what's best. Yes. Yes. But you you got to be excited now that uh, you know you got the the albums coming out. I think what I read November first. So we actually have pushed it back a little bit. Uh, we're wanting to stretch the a couple of the drops out a little bit. So we're going to be dropping singles about every five weeks or so, and then the the rest of the album will release now on January fourteenth. So you're going to tease the public is what you're going to do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, the strategy with behind that is so in today's you know music industry. It's all about singles, and everybody's just dropping singles, singles, singles. And we're still kind of old school in the fact that we really love an album, and and you know having the artwork and the and the whole piece of art that an album is. And uh, so we're trying to find that happy medium and uh, drop as many of the singles as we can, give every song a heartbeat and a chance to have a life of its own, and and then uh, and then drop them all the rest, the remainder of it, of it on. Uh, July or sorry, January fourteenth. Definitely not July fourteenth. That's way too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost a year from now. <laughs> um, but but you know, that got me curious because I, I never really gave it much thought until you just told me now that you know it's single, single, singles. You know, and it's like. Uh, uh, one independent artist I absolutely love is Tom McDonald, and that's what he's doing. And uh, comedy mm-hmm. comedy artist Scuzz Twitley, that's what he's doing. You know that yeah, Tom McDonald just dropped another song today. What's that? He just dropped Tom McDonald just dropped another song today. Oh, I wonder who he pissed off this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, that guy's got it figured out, man. He's completely independent. You know, him and his girlfriend doing his music videos, and he's been popping out number ones all year long. So, yeah, and he's doing something right. <laughs> yeah. He, you know, people are tuning in to listen to him. Uh, you know, whether whether they love him or hate him, because so, you know right. he he hits the political agenda and he's pissing somebody off. And he's hey, other, Howard, Howard Stern built a whole career out of being controversial. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, I want where I wanted to go with this though is uh, why do you think why why is it uh, just uh, releasing it uh, pieces at a time now? I mean. What's the uh, exact motive behind that? I think it's just the way that this kind of the psychology behind the way people uh, operate these days. Um, you know, when we released Inhuman, you know, we really didn't even know what we were doing at the time. We thought we did, but you know how that goes. But we, re- you know, we released the song, the first song, Inhuman, and then we dropped the whole album. And uh, then to everybody that had heard it, nothing, you know, to drop a new single wasn't as big to them because it wasn't new. So this is our way to try to keep something new coming to our fans. That way we got new content. And then, you know, a month later we got another, uh, more, another new song and a new, new music video. So some more content. And, and that way it helps us keep giving our fans something fresh and something new and something to hold on to for a little longer. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely, uh, things are changing, you know. I'm just, I'm still so used to, uh, you know, the, uh, 
the, the way they did it in the late 80s and 90s when I, I was always buying cassette tapes of the CDs, you know, but buying them, uh, I, I might hear that I might hear one single before, uh, before the CD was released, but that's the way they used to do it. Now it's, uh, it's one single at a time. So, which, yeah, man, I miss those days. You know, back then, if you wanted to hear a song, you had to go to the store and buy it. <laughs> it seemed like there was probably more money in the industry back then, too, doing it that way. Oh, for, for sure. Because, I mean, you know, a million streams pays $3,500. Versus <laughs> imagine if you sold a million singles back in 1992. You know, you're, you're going to be doing all right off of that payday, you know. So it's a whole different world where, you know, you're getting, you know, a fraction of a penny every time somebody listens to your song versus somebody going, spending a dollar ninety nine to buy your single or, you know, ten ninety nine or 12 bucks, whatever it is to buy the full album, you know, and then, and then usually they take it home and they'd sit there and, and listen to the album and read the lyrics along and see who produced it and read about the band members and this. And a lot of that stuff has kind of disappeared with the, the streaming world and, and, and the whole social media game now. You know, it's, you got to tell your story a different way. Yeah, times have definitely changed. So as for, uh, as, as for the, uh, the new album, I mean, what more can you tell us? Can you tease us about it? Uh, obviously, one thing I've picked up, too, is uh, your, your sound... Uh, obviously comes out a little bit more aggressive than uh, before, even though in, in human, especially blood for blood with a title like that, uh, you know, that's aggressive itself, but it sounds like uh, you turned it up a notch with this new one. Yeah. So that was, that was a, a big reason for us producing it ourselves is that we wanted to, the live, our live show always seemed to have more energy than our, than our previous uh, records did. And it didn't seem to translate as much, and we wanted to make sure that it translated. And uh, and really, we all got better as songwriters, and we all got better at, at uh, you know what what a song is. And uh, we opened ourselves up to be more vulnerable. A lot of the lyrics on this new record, um, you know, a lot of the record centers around me some mental health issues and a lot of stuff that people deal with every day. And we really allowed ourselves to open up and dig into those parts of us and allow people to see those parts of us. And I think that helps people relate and connect to the songs a little more. And, uh, and they're more genuine that way. Um, every, every song, you know, uh, has a story and we tried to make sure that we were able to tell that story, but also in a way that, um, that story can adapt to whatever situation that you may be dealing with. Uh, you know, for instance, the song leave me for dead, you know, when I first started writing it, um, was a completely, I mean, I still think about and know what I wrote, what I started writing that song about, but today that song hits me in a different way. And it, and it means a little bit something different to me. And I think that's something cool about what we did is, is we're able to to get that story across to where other people can go. Yeah, I feel you. You know, I've been through that. I've dealt with that, and and I know what it's like to feel low, and I know what it's like to feel down and depressed, and and uh, and I and I think sometimes hearing uh, other people, you know, talk about those subjects helps helps you heal as well. Uh, one one band we like to relate to in that in that 
kind of uh, vibe is Linkin Park. You know, anytime Chester Bennington, a lot of his lyrics, you know, he was talking about a lot of the mental issues that he dealt with himself. And it made people feel open to that and it made people feel accepted and, and more relatable to that. And that's really what we tried to go for with this new stuff. Uh, and that's why the record's called Reflections, because it's kind of like a, a diary or, or journal entries of our lives and us just reflecting back on the things that we've been through. Yeah, I, I hear that. I definitely hear that. You know, there, I mean, the, right around, uh, I think it was the, the end of uh, 2020, my last guest in 2020 was actually, uh, um, you know, de- talking about uh, dealing with uh, mental issues and, uh, and you know, certain songs like that, you know, cause I've, I've dealt with my own. I think we all have, to be honest with you, in, in sure. so, some form or another. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and music always was uh, the thing that got me through that stuff. You know, not necessarily my music. You know, obviously when I write or play music, like that's a therapy session for me. But, um, I mean, even, even when I was going through tough times as a kid or, you know, uh, you know, something was hard on me or, you know, I was feeling down about something, there was always a song that could bring me out of it, you know, and that's, that's what, my, that's the whole reason that we do this is to have that kind of connection and, and that kind of effect on people. Like, I hope that, you know, something I write or something that, that we, that we record or a song that we make can affect somebody in that way or can save somebody or, or keep somebody from feeling not so alone. I agree. 100%. <laughs> yep. So, uh, uh, just to get back to the tour, what's the, What's the first place you're hitting? Um, I believe it's Huntsville, Alabama. Ah. Let me look back here. Yeah, I think the very first place is Huntsville, but I may be wrong. Let me see. Yeah, Huntsville, Alabama at a place called Shag Nasties. Okay. A little outdoor venue. It's a cool little place we played. Actually, our very the last show we played was there, so it's kind of fitting. <laughs> I agree. And so this will be uh, <laughs> this will be the end of October, beginning of November. Yeah, October 29th, and then we'll be going out through November 20th, and we'll be releasing uh, the tour dates tomorrow on on Facebook. How fitting! Right around Halloween. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we can hit some haunted houses along the way. I always like going to those, especially if I can bring Cody because he freaks out easy, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> have, have him go through the corn maze. No flashlights. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, that's all the questions I have for you. I want to wish you the best of luck in uh, your future endeavors in this upcoming tour. And uh, we're going to hit a five-song set that's going to feature three more songs by Artifest. Uh, before I get to that, uh, please give yourself a plug. Where can the fans uh, find you? Uh, find Artifest Music, got uh, social media, Reverb Nation, iTunes, Spotify, and all that good shit. Sure. So the, the best place, uh, most our most central hub is probably Facebook. And you can just search us on there, A-R-T-I-F-A-S or artifice.com we're also on instagram spotify apple music uh we got a merch store at our website um 
Instagram, TikTok, basically any social media outlet. You'll find us on there. YouTube, just type in Artifice. Go check out our new music videos. Uh, we're recording another music video next week, so we'll be popping out even more music videos for you guys. And uh, I want to thank you, man, for having me on. And maybe next time we won't wait four years before we hook back up, huh? <laughs> well, I'm kind of hoping I see you in person, especially if you uh, come out this way, whether you make it uh, anywhere between Boise and Salt Lake City, you got to let me know. Yeah, man, and... and, uh, and uh, let me know if you're going to be able to make it out, and you know we'll take care of you, brother. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you so much, and uh, best of luck to you. Thanks, man. It was good talking to you. Absolutely. Take care. And there you have the interview with Scotty Somerville of Artifice. We're going to hit our first music set. Got three more songs by Artifice on the, in the lineup. Plus, we have Nikki Breyer and Chub Rock in the mix. Be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, did you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth?
one-stop shop for night crawlers, stink bait, animal calls, fishing license, deer waste station, mash liquor, rocking chairs and shotguns, fireworks, Berlin's world-famous pies, Civil War memorabilia, reading material, castor oil, VHS tapes, and the newest fax and telex machines. We also offer hog feed, chicken feed, and Merlin's Harmony Grits. We have patriotic items, too. We are the center of a thriving community. Stop by and set a spell. Don's Country Store.
you speak, don't blink Your time is up, just let me be You're not as precious as you seem The night. I was upset, but now I'm alright Cause the love that you gave me 
It did blind me, but I'm gonna put all of that behind me. There's more fishes in the sea, and I'm Moby Dick. I'm gonna have a wheel of fortune, have my pick, even though my heart contains a large blister, and I'm making love to Mr. Palm and his five sisters. But I find a girl, cause I have help. It's not an impossible mission, but I call Mr. Phelps a girl with personality. Very frontal, pretty as Aphrodite, and has hair like Rapunzel. My feelings was torn, my heart can be ripped by a girl who looks like the queen of Egypt. And anything you want me to do, I'll do, cause I'm dreaming sweet dreams of you. Turn me on just like a lamp And you're treating me like a wet food stamp Like an Ethiopian full of hunger You're dissing me, girl, like Felix Unger I'm Ben Cartwright and this is my ranch I'm not Oscar Madison and you're not Blanche I'm not gonna pay no alimony Cause maybe I don't wanna be so lonely And will I cheat? Girl, oh no I relieve tension by watching porno Waiting for the time when we will meet Now I'm just laying here under the fertilized sheets But now you should know that I really care Cause I got all my lyrics from Shakespeare And all my feelings are in the rhyme Cause I want you to know it's time It's ready to percolate Jump in, now let's take a spin Let's go to the park and you can wear my pin Cause you're the only one that I think of So let's go through the tunnel of love And when I come home, don't just kiss me Later on, you'll just go and diss me You don't cook, you had to buy a chicken combo Why? Cause Carlos is teaching you the mambo Should I divorce you, boy, I'm debating Or should I just take you roller skating I could break my neck and that could be major I can't skate, I'm not a teenager Living with you is really rough But girl, you're too much
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour uninterrupted and uncensored information. Join our CTM family today. Join the movement. Join the fight for freedom and independence. Caravan to Midnight is media for the people, by the people, independent of commercial obligations or influence. For less than a cup of coffee per month, you can make a difference. Let the people fund the next news network. Help us grow. Help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first. Join the family at caravantomidnight.com. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment of the United States of America's Constitution. This Second Amendment, the right of law-abiding Americans to privately own and possess firearms, is under attack like no other time in America's history. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have pledged to take away your Second Amendment rights through gun bans, gun confiscations, and government regulations. Even a gun tax. Do not take this lying down. The time to take action and fight to protect your Second Amendment rights is now. Join the Second Amendment Foundation, the oldest and largest nonprofit foundation focused on protecting your Second Amendment rights. For more information, to join or to donate, visit saf.org. And now a message for the men. Listen up, guys. Fact. As we men age, our IGF-1 growth factor levels decrease, which can lead to gradual deterioration of energy, muscle growth, and immune function. From Neutronics Labs comes a line of health supplements that make men men again. Deer Antler Velvet. Listen. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet contains the most concentrated source of widely diversified nutrition found in the plant or animal kingdom. Choose from Neutronics Labs liposome spray products. From the Ultra 10,000 Nanograms Package to the Platinum 300,000 Nanograms Package. They're also specially formulated supplements for joint pain relief, more energy, better stamina, better natural sleep, stress relief, and weight loss. For more information about these amazing products, visit keys2life.shop. That's K-E-Y-S, the number 2, life.shop. IGF-1 Plus Deer Antler Velvet Supplements from Neutronics Labs. Making men, men again. 
Yo, baby, you've your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Fuck the shit, fuck the fucking shit, fuck shit. You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Fuck shit, the shit, fuck shit. All right, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you just heard Leave Me For Dead by Artifice, one of the new ones that will be coming out in the upcoming uh, LP that uh, was mentioned in the interview. Before that, Chub Rock with Punk. Before that, Artifice with Inhuman. Before that, Nikki Breyer with Mama's Boy. And starting off the whole set, Artifice with Blood for Blood. And yes, once again, a big shout out to Scotty Somerville. Thank you very much for joining the show. In just a little bit, I will cue the interview that uh, I recorded with uh, Christopher Key. Before I get to that, I have to reveal... The Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week. And the Outlaw Radio, Idiot of the Week this week is UFC light heavyweight champion, Johnny Bones Jones. Let me say this. When I first saw John Bones Jones, uh, when he took on Stefan Bonner, I thought, this kid's got talent. This kid's going to make it far. This is a future champion. And that did happen uh, about a year and a half later when he uh, dismantled uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua and took and took the uh, light heavyweight championship. And then uh, he, was, he was on the right path, and then he started to slump. Uh, ch- DUIs, cocaine charges, uh, lost his uh, sponsorship with Nike. Uh, the guy just became a mess. I don't know why the UFC just doesn't uh, doesn't get rid of him, strip him of the title, and be done with it. Because uh, this this is this is fucking ridiculous. It really is. Um, anyway, let's uh, hear the. Uh, here, here's the news report, courtesy of KOAT Channel 7 in Albuquerque. Let's take a listen. Hours after being inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame, star fighter John Bones Jones was arrested. The two-time light heavyweight champion charged with misdemeanor battery domestic violence and injuring or tampering with a vehicle. Jones, who trained in Albuquerque, has been arrested multiple times in recent years. He's being held at Clark County Detention Center with bail set at $8 thousand dollars all right so one of his previous con- convictions to a dui where he struck a pregnant woman and fled the scene of the accident and uh yeah the guy is a mess and he doesn't need to be a part of the ufc anymore i think it's time for the ufc to cut him loose He's a bad example of the sport. I'm sick and tired of him. It's time he learned a real lesson. Anyway, enough on that. It is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest Christopher Key. Here we go. 
Outlaw Radio, conservative talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio, conservative talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this edition of Outlaw Radio, conservative talk, uh, let me just first say that uh, I first uh, corresponding with this gentleman back in 2011 uh, after I heard him on the Clay Douglas show and Definitely had some had some interesting things to talk about, and then kind of kind of fell off the radar with one another until uh, we were in South Dakota this last June, and I didn't expect to see him there, but I'm certainly glad I did. I want to welcome back Christopher Key. How you doing, uh, brother? I am so fabulous. Um, God is so good, and He continues to bless us every single day, and we're continuing to do God's work, and we're saving God's children, and things can't get any better, brother. Yes, yes. So uh, we got we got a few different things to talk about here, but first off, uh, you know, obviously the uh, product that uh, we really don't want to say it out loud because I, you know, it, it, we don't want to face any uh, court issues. But uh, you no, know, we we can call it what it is. I I just can't say the word SWAT, and I can't say that last letter. But you can talk all you want to about the antler velvet. Yes, yes. So. So that uh, that uh, you gave me once before, and uh, now it's, of course, uh, you heard me mention our new sponsor, Neutronics IGF-1. And I like the catchphrase, too. It's really got to piss the feminists off, uh, making men men again. <laughs> well, that, that's what we're trying to do, brother. Our, our men are a bunch of pansies now, and they're a bunch of pansies because... They have all these toxic chemicals that are being dumped on them every single day and that they're eating every single day and what they're drinking every single day. Our men have been feminized, and we believe one of the simplest ways to make men men again is through the IGF-1 that is found in deer antler velvet. And this product, I believe, is the most amazing product on planet Earth. Uh, Rick, with Neutronics Labs, has deer that he harvests out in New Zealand. Their antlers are the fastest-growing substance on planet Earth. They grow almost an inch a day. And he's been able to freeze-dry that deer antler, the IGF-1, and then put into a sublingual spray that you spray into your tongue, and it gives your body all the nutrients it needs to rebuild, regrow, and rejuvenate. This was banned by the NFL, the PGA, Major League Baseball. This product was banned because it works, and it works amazingly well. And anybody out there that doesn't know anything about IGF-1, they more know about HGH. Um, synthetic HGH is one of the fountains of abuse by any anti-aging doctor in the country, but what they don't tell you, when you take it synthetically, you inject it in your, in your subcutaneous tissue for roughly $4,000 a month, it is transferred by the liver to IGF-1. IGF-1 is what does everything, and this is IGF-1 in its natural form, and the price is unbelievable. And right now they got a deal where you buy one, get one free, and you can't get any better than that, brother. Well, um, as you were describing that, too, uh that song by Brad Paisley, the the ending lyrics of "I'm Still a Guy" were coming to mind. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but the lyrics read as, "With all of these men lining up to get neutered, it's now hip to be feminized." I don't highlight my hair. I've still got a pair. Thank God, I'm still a guy. <laughs> well, 
again, with what's going on in this country, there's not many of us that still have a pair because they're allowing our children to be masked, our wife to be masked, and i got so many men that are wearing freaking masks, and they're all bowing down to take the vaccine. And what these guys don't realize, this has nothing to do with protecting you and your family. This all has to do with you bowing down to, to this satanic agenda, this Luciferian agenda. And people don't realize when you put a mask on, that's one of the first things they do. That is the first thing they do when they do a satanic ritual. They cover their face. And not only do they cover their face, they stand six feet apart on the left, six feet apart on the right, and six feet front and back for a six, six, six. Nobody's talking about this, brother. And you are practicing satanic rituals when you put your mask on and you stand six feet apart. You're spitting in God's face. And I will never, ever cover my face. And, brother, I would never give this vaccine. I wouldn't give it to Satan. I would try to keep Satan from taking this vaccine because that's how diabolical evil this mRNA vaccine. It's not even a vaccine, brother. This vaccine is an experimental jab that they've lied to you guys and they've told you that it's been FDA approved. No, it has not. They, they've extended the experimental process. They've got one of them that is coming out, but it's not coming out for six to 12 months. And the one that they're giving everybody right now that they're saying FDA approved, no, it's not. It's still the leftover from the last jab. Well, you know, I can't discredit the masks 100% because my wife and I foster kittens. And uh, when I have to dump the litter boxes, those masks come in rather handy. But uh, other than that, you know, no, I... I get what you're saying. Well, again, the, the mask, the CDC on their own websites show you that it does absolutely nothing to protect you or anybody around you. Oh, okay? no. If, 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 you can smell, if you can smell a fart through that mask, come on. It's not going to protect yeah, I mean, you. It's ridiculous, but all it is is getting people to bow down and submit. It's all about submission. And I will submit to no man. I will not submit to Satan. I, that my, my, my only person is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that continues to give me a lot of trouble, but I don't care because that's the only father that I want to make proud, and I do everything I can every day to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Christopher, it, it's, uh, it's just a move to bring us into a uh, communist totalitarian regime. You know, the state of Oregon is about to ban livestock and hunting and fishing. And when it comes, why ban fishing and hunting? Well, because for one that I can think of is because that is a, a way of self-sufficiency. If you know how to be self-sufficient, you don't need to rely on the government. The government wants you to rely on them so they can they can dictate Every little thing in your life, what you do, what you read, what you eat, when you sleep, the everything. Well, again, you know, I, there's many states now that they're banning collecting rainwater. Yes, they want to control every single aspect of your life. And these people are allowing this to happen. And, and our freedoms are being taken away. And more importantly, they have everybody living in fear. Everybody's living in fear, guys. They use fear and intimidation to motivate us, and what you guys don't understand, we can use it right back against them. And that's what I've been doing with the vaccine police. We've been able to use fear and intimidation to get these guys to stand down because when they tell you you have to take a PCR test, when you have to put a mask on, and you have to have a vaccine, in the very next sentence, when they don't tell you about the medical and religious exemption and they don't honor that, they're committing fraud. 
And in all 50 states, that is a criminal offense where each and every one of them individually can go to jail. More importantly, once you let them know this, they've then been put on notice that they've opened themselves up to a civil lawsuit. You can't sue the vaccine companies because of the 1986 Vaccine Injury Act. But when these people do not tell you and don't honor your medical religious exemption, they individually can all be sued and their homes, their cars, their retirement, their pension, all can be taken away. That's where you have to go after these. You have to go after these guys individually. They hide behind the corporation, but we pierce the corporate veil. We go after them each individually. More importantly, these guys are all practicing medicine without a license. They're not medical doctors. And I, more than anybody, know when you tell somebody to put a mask on or tell somebody they have to take a vaccine, that is practicing medicine without a license. They can put you in jail. That's a criminal offense in all 50 states. And lastly, when you follow the money, brother, it's always about following the money. They are not doing this to protect our children. They are doing this because they get paid big, big money. And we've got all the evidence of this. And this is where we have to turn it back against them and use fear and intimidation to get these cowards to stand down. You know, another thing has occurred to me, too, is um, obviously when a human being is a weapon, this is uh, what it was up until a year ago. Now it's two things. I mean, somebody who's in the military, martial arts, trained, whatever, and uh, his hands, his body is a, is a lethal weapon in, in a bad situation. Now there's the second one, which is somebody who's vaccinated can is being used as a tool, a weapon for the government because uh, there are uh, certain vaccines they're able to shed spike proteins and get other people sick. Again, there is no vaccine that I would ever let Satan take. Yeah. Um, the, U- the U.S. Supreme Court, people don't know this, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2010 that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. All vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. 1986, Ronald Reagan passed the Vaccine Injury Act that said the vaccine companies are exempt of any and all liability. Wouldn't you love to have a company that you were exempt of all liability? It didn't matter who you kill, who you damage, who you did this, that, and the other. You were given blanket liability. But what he said was, look, if we're going to give them blanket liability, we've got to at least make sure they do safety tests every other year. Not every year, but every other year. And... Robert Kennedy Jr. and Del Bigtree sued. Uh, they didn't sue. They filed, criminal, they filed charges to have the uh, paperwork released by HHS to show that they'd done those safety studies every other year in 2018. When they got the studies back, the file was completely and totally empty. Not one single safety study had been done on any vaccine since 1986. But yet they tell us they're safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. No matter how many times you say it, it doesn't make it true, brother. And, and more importantly... People don't realize pharmaceutical drugs go through what's called randomized double-blind placebo studies. Not one vaccine ever in the history of the world has went through any randomized double-blind placebo studies. That should scare every single one of you. And this mRNA vaccine, people don't realize that mRNA is not new technology. It's never made it to market in the history of the world, but it was discovered in 1963. And when they discovered it in 63. They got the best antibody response they'd ever gotten in the history of the world on vaccines. And they did this on ferrets. It was amazing. But when they exposed those ferrets to the live virus from nature, every single one of the ferrets dropped dead. That's why it didn't make it to market in 63 or 73 or 83 or 93 or 2003 or 2013, 2019. But at warp speed, with no animal studies, it made it to market. 
and you guys are the ferrets. And I just hope to God you foolish people that took the vaccine don't drop dead like those ferrets did. And my my, my medical doctors are telling me if you t- were foolish enough to take the vaccine, it's very possible and probable that you will die within two to five years unless we come up with an antidote. Well, I have no plans whatsoever of taking the vaccine. And this is this is the way I look at it now. Um, COVID, I mean, is is real. I mean, some some people will say 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 it's real, but let's let's think about this. It's it's not something like airborne rabies or airborne AIDS or anything like that. And let's keep in mind that there are two things that are unavoidable in this lifetime: is sickness and death. Um, and we're we're gonna come to that bridge, and we gotta cross it. I had COVID a year ago. Um, yeah, I had a headache. I had a, a bit of a sore throat, you know, and then I lost my sense of smell for about a week, and then I was fine. You know, my wife has underlying health conditions, and she didn't get that sick. So you're, you know, we're getting sick is just a part of life. You know, and there's no vaccine that's going to cure that. Sadly, brother, you're completely, totally right. But there is something that will cure that, and that's called the immune system that God gave you to fight off any and all disease. So why is the CDC, the FDA, and the AMA not telling people how to build up your immune system? They're not telling you that because if you fight off disease, you don't buy their pharmaceutical drugs because the CDC and the FDA, they own patents on all the pharmaceutical drugs. Nobody talks about this. Yes, COVID is real. But if you look at it, the chances of dying to COVID is less than 0.0001%. Okay? Right now, in my great state of Alabama, there was a sworn affidavit that 45,000 people, after they took the vaccine, dropped dead. Right now, on the CDC's website, they are actually publicizing that 15,000 people after taking the vaccine, drop dead. Why is it that no media is talking about this? Why are they not telling you that vaccines kill? Well, they don't want you to know the truth because if you knew the truth, you wouldn't take the jab. And that's why I had to go to Texas and I've got five billboards that went up today. And on all five billboards, it says vaccines kill. And when you call the news media up and, and ask them this, they're like, no, they don't kill. When you tell them to look up the CDC website, that's not real. Yes, it is, brother. They don't want you to know this. And your chances of survival of the COVID without the vaccine, it's unbelievable. You know, 99%, okay? And what they don't tell you also, we have a medical doctor named Manuel Aparicio who heads up 7,500 other medical doctors. And they were on the Stu Peters show six months ago now or five months ago. And they went public to let everybody know in the world that in Mexico, they've been able to cure half a million people with a simple solution called chlorine dioxide. Remember when President Trump was talking about taking bleach? This is what they were talking about. Yeah. And this product is amazing. I've been taking it for many, many years, and it is the best thing since sliced bread. But they don't want you to know about this because it costs 10 to 15 cents. And it's about the money, brother. All you have to do is follow the money. And these medical doctors said, look, if they make us stop doing this, they can have our medical license because we took an oath. And that oath was to do no harm. And we know this product works. We know the vaccine kills. 
and we will stay away from that and we'll keep doing what we're doing because we took an oath to save people's lives and that's what they're doing in mexico and it's very sad that here in america you know it's basically illegal mark grinnan a good friend of mine him and his his entire family of sons have been in prison now for over 12 months because they used to give this away as a sacrament but the government our government put them in jail because of this oh of course of course when you start taking taking money out of the big man's wallet uh, they're going to have a problem with that and that substance of god what do you say it was called again but i have it too and i it's part of my breakfast every morning i mean up to i the taste of it, I'm, I'm going to say that it doesn't taste that great, but I... It does not. It tastes like bleach, brother. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I'm going to say the same thing about IG, IGF-1. I mean, it, it doesn't taste that great, but I sure feel better after taking it. Well, that, that's the big thing, guys. Most <laughs> things I've learned in my bodybuilding and powerlifting career, and most things that are good for you, they don't taste real good. But we, we've done everything we can to add stevia to the the IGF-1, and it, it, it's palatable. Uh, deer antler velvet with no stevia in it, oh, my gosh, you're talking about the worst tasting stuff in your life. I mean, th- th- this tastes like um, sweet uh, chocolate cake compared to that. <laughs> yes, the, the chlorine dioxide, um, it, it does have a bad taste. That's why, you know, if you put it in, I just put it in a couple ounces of water and, and just kill it real quick. Um, but, again, I'm not a medical doctor. I do not practice medicine without a license. I'm not telling anybody in the world to take it, but Christopher takes it every single day, and I think my... My temple proves that I take care of my temple. Uh, my temple's a little bit bad, bad, bad shape because I've been on the road for the last four months. I've lost almost 40 pounds, but I'm about to be a little bit more um, home so I can stay isolated in Alabama and really pick up everything there and, and get back in shape. So, But God's people needs what we're doing. God's children needs help, and, and we will not stand down. We fear no man. We fear not Satan, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, I want to uh, turn our attention to something that I recently read about. And when I read about it, I said, I said to myself, and excuse my language, but uh, this is bullshit from the mainstream media telling lies. It was about the story about you going into a Walmart in Missouri. And yes, brother. I went to I went to a Walmart, CVS, Walgreens. Keep talking. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. It's just basically, you know, they're saying that uh, they're they're making you out to be a terrorist, from what I read. And I I knew this was a bunch of crap. Yeah, brother. It's completely totally crap. They're trying to make me out to be a domestic terrorist. And again, I never advocate anything to do with violence. Everything I do, everything I'm about, is the power of the pen and the power of the First Amendment right of free speech. And if you go back, it's all a, a hit piece. It's all clickbait where they said that I threatened. But if you go on to read the article, and that's why I do everything I do is I do live. I record everything I do to make sure I protect myself because I realized a long time ago with my old company, I had to do that to make sure my side of the story was told. And if you watch the video and actually read the actual piece, you'll see where I went in and I told these people, that 45,000 people have dropped dead. There was an injunction in my great state of Alabama to stop all vaccines. And if they did not stop administering vaccines on this day, that if somebody died after injection, they themselves could be held liable. And each and every one of them could be hung just like those in Nazi Germany. Just because they're following orders, that's not a pass. You know now because we're putting you on public notice that 45,000 people after taking this vaccine dropped dead and if you give one more shot 
one more shot, you individually could be held liable when that person dies. That's what I went in and said. I went and did that at Walgreens. I did it at CBS. I did it at Walmart. And we shut down those pharmacies. So that was one heck of a day because there's no telling how many people's life we saved by shutting those pharmacies down. Because, again, brother, this vaccine is not a vaccine. It's an experimental jab. And we know that it kills people and it kills lots of people. And the sad thing is flu season's coming. October, November is not flu season. It's just all the trees die. And the particular matter, 2.5, can't be taken in anymore as carbon. And it's going to be there and it's going to go live. The, 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 the COVID-19 virus, the live virus is going to expose all those people that got the vaccine. And my, my prayer every night is that those people don't die like those ferrets did. And that's one of the things I search for every day and every hour, trying to find an antidote. I know with science right now, we have no antidote, but I know God will allow us to find an antidote to save these foolish people because for every action, there has to be an equal and opposite reaction. I know we'll find it, but in the process, how many millions and millions of people are going to die come October, November? And they're going to blame you and I. They're going to say that we are the one that caused this, and I'm the one that has not gotten sick whatsoever. I've had two, t- two spouts where I got um. I got poisoned from well water, not poison. It's just my body can't handle the microbes in well water. But other than that, I have not been sick in 20-plus years, brother. You know, there exactly what you just said, too, is um, if people, people, and you're not the only one I'm hearing this from, too, whoever's uh, taking the vaccine has just uh, shortened their uh, life expectancy by a, by a huge margin, and uh, they and when that happens, of course, what they're going to say, oh, the unvaccinated are the ones who who are doing this. You know, they're of course they're not going to take responsibility. Then you got people like Bill Gates and George Soros, you know, who who are all about uh, a a little thing you may have heard of called population control, which is uh, What's that? Eugenics, I know all about it, brother. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. I mean, uh, basically, uh, what they what they want to do is they they want to weed out to they want to weed out the indigent and poor to start with. So uh, give them the free vaccine and all that, and and I guess give them I don't know give them uh, supplemental income until it, it's it, until they uh, croak. Basically, it's part of the agenda. <laughs> It's completely, totally part of the agenda. Today in, in, in Georgia, I went to a food bank where here in Georgia, there were probably 500 people in their car lined up to get food. And all, all they're doing, in which, you know, you have to have your mask on, you have to be vaccinated, this, that, and the other. We were out there protesting, and the head lady came up, and she lost her stuff because we were telling people they could take their mask off if they had a religious and medical exemption. She assaulted my friend. I mean, they are losing their stuff because they're losing control. They, they don't want you, the people, to know what your rights are. And, guys, you have to realize that you have a thing called the Constitution. You have your First Amendment right of free speech and religion. You guys have got to use it. Quit bowing down to the satanic Luciferian agenda and stand up. Men be men again. Quit allowing this tyranny to take place because, guys, right now, this is about our children. Okay, I do what I do every single day because of my children. I will never allow my grandchildren or my children to say, Daddy, 
why didn't you stand up? What about you guys? Are you going to be able to tell your children you stood up? That's a question you got to lay your head at night and, and ask yourself. Because, guys, right now our freedoms are being taken away, and it will stop if we unite together and stand up to this tyranny. Right now they, they have us all divided, where you're a Republican, I'm a Democrat, you know, you're black, I'm white. It's all about divide and conquer. You know, we need a grassroots move, grassroots movement where the people stand up. And that's what we're doing right here in Savannah, Georgia. I'm here in a church right now as I'm talking to you. We've got a huge tent set up, and we're going to have the people speak. We're not going to have any of these celebrities, this, that, and the other, that do these rah-rah speeches. We've got real people coming up that are going to be speaking. And not only speaking, they're going to be telling people about solutions, how to make the changes that can be made to turn this country around. And that's something, brother, I'm going to try to do. All across the southeast, I feel like right now I need to be in the southeast because i got to help my people first because I've been kicked out of all these events, all the other places. So I'm going to stay in my hometown and, and, and in my southeastern United States, and we're going to help educate my people and, and put together the vaccine police and the vaccine posse. And if anybody out west wants to join in, have at it, brother. We'll, we'll teach you how to do it and come together as one. Because I, I was at a bridge the other day, and, and, it, and it had all these little thin little metal rods going all across the, 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 the rail, and this bridge was huge. But there were thousands of those little bitty rods all connected as one, and it was holding that monster bridge up. And that's what we got to do. we got to come together. we got to quit fighting because these guys are winning. And with God's help, we'll take it down, but we got to unite. And, and that's what has to be done, has to be done, done now, brother. Oh, yeah, there's no time like the present. And another thing that I, I want to bring up, too, that uh, I'm I'm pretty sure you're going to have your own opinions on that are going to be uh, just uh, classic to hear. But, uh, you know, obviously, because, you know, you push a product like uh, IGF-1, the deer antler velvet uh, supplement there, um, one thing that's just bothering me, and uh, is, especially because when we first started talking, you know, I, I was... Uh, I, I was all about uh, MMA and combat sports, and here we are now in a new age where transgender so-called women are allowed to compete in the women's division, and and it's happening in other sports. And it's to me that you know I helped uh, with women's rights to to fight in mixed martial arts, and it feels like. Uh, the people I'm being slapped in the face, the people I, I stood beside are being slapped in the face, all these women are being slapped in the face because uh, somebody who thinks that they're a, they were a, man, a woman trapped in a man's body and they, they think because they get the surgery that they don't have um, the chromosomes anymore, they're 100% woman. No, they're not. And if, if they want to get the surgery, that's fine. You know, I, I really don't care. That's their choice. You know, but with every choice comes a consequence or a, a, or a sacrifice. And uh, to me, that is, okay, do you want to be a woman or do you want to be an athlete? You can't choose both. Well, the sad thing we're having happen is they're not having the surgeries, brother. They're just identifying that they are now female and they still have a penis and they still have testosterone, and they're going in and, and, and winning all these tournaments and whatnot. And that's where, again, the way I look at it is if they're going to be that ridiculous and, and, and try to go that route, 
we have to use it against them. For every action, there's equal and opposite reaction. If they're going to identify as a woman, even though they're a man, I identify as being vaccinated. I am a transvaxite. I, I coined that <laughs> phrase. I'm a transvaxite. So I identify as being vaccinated. You can't ask me to see my paperwork because I can't ask them to see their paperwork to show that they've been chopped off, can I? And, and more importantly, we, when you go into this whole transgender thing, what people don't realize is MRC-5 is the aborted fetus from a male child that is used in the vaccines, and WI-38 is the female aborted fetus that's used in vaccines, and they're putting male and female aborted fetuses in our vaccines that DNA is being injected into our children, and we can't wonder, or we don't know why, we have boys and girls that don't know if they're male or female. My, my belief is when you take male and female chromosomes, aborted fetuses, and inject them into that child, that's where the confusion comes. This didn't come from God, brother. This came from us men. What we're trying to do is be God, and in the process, they've continued to do all these evil, evil things, and it has to stop. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world for somebody as a woman or as a male to identify as a woman when they're, you know, 6'6 six, six and weigh 250 pounds. I mean, seriously. But again, we the people allow it to happen. That, that's what's so sad because we don't have any real men to stand up and say no. You know, that's what's happened. The men have to stand up and say no. And one of the biggest ways to stand up and say no is to take care of your temple. And again, I sell no products, brother. All these products I promote, I sell not one single one of them or I will go to jail. But again, if I want to be a man again, I'll be taking my deer antler velvet, my IGF-1 every single day so that I can defend this country and I, together with God, will win in the end. So what's next now? Uh, you know, they're going to allow bestiality because somebody identifies themselves as a dog or even worse, um, I'm... I'm exempt from murder charges because I identify as a gun, and a gun is a tool. Guns don't kill people. Kill people kill people. Is, is that what's next? <laughs> it is, brother, if we, if we continue to allow it to happen. And, and that's where you have to stand up for your constitutional rights. You have to stand up for your amendments. And, and so many people don't know what their rights are, and, and they're dependent on the government to help you. And I'm here to tell you, brother, this government cares nothing about you and I. All they care about is the big corporations. And the sooner you guys realize that and wake up to this tyranny, the sooner we'll change these things. But right now, we're all fighting amongst ourselves. We ready? Okay, I'm coming. And as um, long as the people have their food and their circuses, they don't care about anything else. And, and that's where we got to wake up, brother. We got to wake up. We got to put God first. We got to help God's people. And most importantly, we got to help God's children. If we don't, this is the last domino to fall, and when this domino falls, you're going to have one world government, you're going to have one world religion, you're going to have one world currency, and you've never seen the tyranny that's coming. So each and every one of you better stand up, and you better stand up now. I agree 100%. I definitely heard you say it's about time to go, and it's almost time to go to the music set here too. But, uh, yes, if people uh, want to... Uh, want to follow with you or they want to they want to uh they're interested in the deer antler velvet where do they go they go to vaccine-police.com that's vaccine-police.com if they want to go buy the antler velvet it's 
Keys, my last name, Keys, K-E-Y-S, the number two, life, keys to life dot shop. And they can go get the antler velvet. And right now they're doing buy one, get one free. And it's a heck of a deal. And the cool thing is you get put on auto ship, you get half price. And guys, you need to try it for at least three months. You try it for three months, you'll never want to stop, and they'll drop ship it to your door every single day, but you can cancel anytime you like. All right. Uh, hey, that sounds awesome. Uh, Christopher, I got to tell you, I appreciate your work. And, uh, you, you know, you're you're a, a soldier out there on the front lines for humanity. So, I mean, obviously you're doing this for, for the good Lord above, but, uh, you know, this, this is all about uh, humanity. And not just not just about being Americans, but as being human beings and standing up for our rights that God gave us as human beings. Yes, it is, brother. And um, I'll be in Savannah, Georgia. I'm in Savannah, Georgia today. If anybody's here, they can come see us at Savannah, Georgia. We got a big rally starting tomorrow at ten o'clock. We'd love to have any patrons come out and join us. We got great music, great speakers. We got great food, um, toys, and uh, our bouncy house for the kids. Um, if anybody has any questions, they can always call me at 205-936-9803, brother. And vaccines and masks, not necessary. Better throw that in there. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah. I will never wear one, and I will never allow any of my family to have one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, Christopher, thanks so much for joining the show, and and best of luck to you in, the fut- in your future endeavors. Brother, I need no luck. I got God. That's all I need, brother. Yes, absolutely. All right, take Love care. Love you, man. Take care. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. There you have the interview with Christopher Key. It is time to go to the next music set. Coming up, we got Alive in Barcelona. Going to be followed by Steve Hoffmeyer, India Morell, and we got a twin spin, Clawhammer, and Sister Kill Cycle. Be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Try to breathe, try to care, I can't dream 
feeling lucky? Then why don't you press your luck at the hottest gambling joint in Jersey? Fort Valley Casino. We got the loosest slots and the loosest bowels and bowels. Plop your big butt cheeks down the blackjack table and let her rip. Gorgeous broads keep the complimentary booze and boiled eggs are coming. You're gonna have a gas. Hungry for more? No problem. Grab a bowl of Five Alarm Chili at Bruno's Bean Bistro. Stop by Mama Fartoni's Castro Pub. Get some of the world-famous cabbage soup. Enjoy world-class entertainment in our deluxe Stinkerama Dome. You'll be greeted at the door by former heavyweight champ, Gaseous Clay. You'll see incredible cover bands like Stank Sinatra, Motley Poo, and The Who Fighting. And just wait till you see our craps table. Whoa! So grab your little lady, hop in the car, and kiss her where it smells. New Jersey. Fart Valley Casino. Tell them, Sal. Silent but deadly sent. It's an offer. Shouldn't refuse. Delta Dawn, what's that flower you have on? Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear him say he was meeting you here today? To take you to his mansion in the sky. She's 41 and her daddy still calls her baby. All the folk around brown will say she's crazy. As she walks downtown with a suitcase in her hand. Looking for a mysterious talking man. Yeah. 
mistress I let her get the business Work it out, sweat it out Like we doing fitness No attachment, no bull loving Yeah, I thug him The way she come back you swear the kid had to drug him We just touching, no talking She with the function Just ass smacking I lick her, she get the suckers She wanna control So I let her ride the pole Up and down, fast and slow She know how to play a role Stress A woman in position of authority or control. A woman who is skilled in the particular subject or activity. Mistress.
Lafayette, Louisiana, the hub city, the heart of Cajun country, home of the Cajun Dome, the Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist, Spicy Shrimp, and Red Pill Expo 2021, November 6th and 7th at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette, Louisiana. Can't make it to Lafayette? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news at each and every Red Pill Expo. Truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. At some point, you're going to want to consider this. If a national emergency or a natural disaster or even civil unrest should occur, where would you go? Seriously, where? Heading into the sticks with some MREs in a tent might be all right for a week or two, but then what? And who's around you? Who can help you if you need it? And how long would you last without the security and comfort of your own home? If you've asked yourself these questions, consider X-Point. Located in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota, a limited number of military-grade hardened shelters originally built by the U.S. government. 80 feet long, 26 feet wide, 12 and a half foot ceilings that you can custom build out to your own tastes. X-Point, a nine square mile city of like-minded people who know that the best way to deal with the disaster is to distance yourself from it. If you've always wanted a real bug out bunker with the amenities of home, send an email to brendy at arcmidnight.com or text to 817-900-2424. X-Point, X marks your spot. Chaz Mitchell Custom Hats makes and sells custom hats with a Western influence. These hats are not cheesy, one-size-fits-all, except they're not cowboy hat knockoffs. Chaz Mitchell will custom design and build a genuine hat just for you, the way you want it. Chaz will actually measure your head, talk with you about the hat you desire, make it, and deliver it to you. You'll make a statement every time you put on your hat. Originally from Jigs, Nevada, Chaz Mitchell grew up cowboying alongside his father, Waddy Mitchell. They built their first hats together at a workshop in Elko, Nevada. Chaz recalls his father once telling him, make a hat he would be proud to wear. After years of practice and studying hats and their owners, Chaz knows what makes a good hat maker. It's understanding that a hat doesn't only fit the circumference of the head, but also the personality of the owner. Get in touch with Chaz today, and he'll build you a hat you will be proud to wear. Visit Chaz Hats, that's C-H-A-Z-H-A-T-Z dot com. Left-wing community organizers and campus radicals in Idaho are still up to their dirty tricks, teaching Idaho kids from cradle to college that white people are inherently racist. Now, these left-wing nuts are taking the whole race thing to a whole new level with critical race theory. According to critical race theory, teaching children math, arithmetic, is racist. Shakespeare, Shakespeare, racist. Can you say ridiculous? Malcolm X warned against critical race theory. It's very harmful. It's wrong. And the leftist nuts teaching this stuff to our children know it. Join Idaho Freedom Action to put an end to this leftist takeover of education in Idaho. Join the fight against the teaching of critical race theory to Idaho's youngsters. Visit IdahoFreedomAction.org today. IdahoFreedomAction.org. Shut up! 
nondescript building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio. Brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And Neutronics IGF-1, making men, men again. The songs you just heard, you actually just heard a twin spin, uh, two covers from of Flock of Seagulls, I Ran. The first one was, the last one actually was from Sister Kill Cycle, and the one before that was from Clawhammer. Before that, you heard India Morell with Mistress of the Night. Before that, Steve Hoffmeyer with Delta Dawn. And starting off the whole set, Alive in Barcelona with Back to Life. All right. So, talked uh, li- about some interesting things a little while ago with Christopher Key. Before that, uh, of course, talking with Scotty Summerfield of Artifest. Now, it is time for the Steve Solution. The best advice I can give you, if you've got a good job, stay in it. If you are, in fact, in a position where you have a decent job, don't fuck that up. And if you are not in a great job, keep looking, and when one comes available that you are qualified for, or even close to qualified for, go apply, interview, do whatever you can to get into a better position. This is The Steve Solution with Stephen James on Outlaw Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is, of course, your old buddy, Stephen James. So we've got an interesting topic tonight. And the reason I thought about this uh, in the past uh, week or so, the former Smallville actress, Allison Mack, who was convicted in being part of the whole Nexum cult, uh, reported to prison. And that kind of got me thinking about a lot of the religious cults that are out there in this country. So I thought we'd have a conversation tonight about that. Uh, What are some of these cults? And why is it that people end up in a cult? You know, that's an interesting thing to talk about, too. You know, obviously, uh, I've got my own opinions about the siege in Waco, Texas. I mean, do I think the uh, ATF was in the wrong? Absolutely, because a bunch of innocent men, women, and children were killed. And, of course, uh, that scumbag David Chipman was a big part of that. And thank God he is not head of the ATF. But uh, aside from all that, David Koresh was a was definitely a strange one. Those that's, that survived this, the siege uh, had some interesting things to say, you know, about the, the way he, he led uh, the Branch Davidians. Well, I mean, first off, to call him a strange one would be putting it mildly. I mean, let's face it, this guy basically, whether he believed his own bullshit or not, who knows? But the fact is, like a lot of these cult leaders, he was simply doing it to get laid. And in his case, he liked to get laid by really, really, really young girls. Oh, you know, that's what we heard. But uh, I, you know, I've only heard that uh, from 
uh, you know, that sources from like what they've added into the movies. Uh, none of the witnesses like uh, what's uh, what's his name? Uh, the one <clears throat> the one kid. Uh, if you watch a recent uh, mini series about David Koresh, uh, he was uh, this guy was David Thibodeau was his name. OK. Um, yeah. He never alluded to anything about uh, David Koresh and pedophilic uh, activities. However, there was another movie made shortly after the siege at Waco, and uh, it shows a man playing David Koresh. He's approaching a girl who is 16 and says, and the, the Lord wants you to take my seed and have my baby. Well, to be fair, it wasn't just young girls. I mean, there was a, a documented case, and I honestly I can't remember the uh, the name of the individual who's one of his quote unquote wives, and he slept with her mother in order to impregnate her. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Um, you know how the some of these guys can captivate your mind and get the following they got going. Obviously, um, Jim Jones. Boy, he was successful. Quite possibly the most famous example of a cult leader. Yes. I mean, not, not only did he gather, you know, all these people to his cause, but when he saw the end coming down and crashing near him, what did he do? He literally gathered all of his followers, made, they I can't say even made, they voluntarily drank poison Kool-Aid while he sat there with a megaphone telling stories about his mother. Okay, so, so to reiterate something too, I mean, Jer Jericho Green has said this too, you know, we talk about uh, a lot of these uh, commiecrats that, or excuse me, Democrats we have today, I don't know. I, did I say that right? Eh, same difference. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, Jericho Green says, here in California, I've lost all hope. The Kool-Aid has been drunk. You know, or, the, or even in Cobra Kai, they said that uh, you heard Miguel said they're drinking the Kool-Aid. And, of course, Johnny didn't know what the hell he was talking about. But the term, the Kool-Aid has been drunk, where did it originate? It, it obviously came from the whole Jim Jones thing. Exactly. And it became a very popular, you know, pop culture reference. Yeah. To where, to, to the point that you could actually use that line on a millennial that has never heard or never studied anything about Jim Jones, but they will understand that reference. Yep. And what it means, but not why it means what it means. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, but it's yeah the these cults you know it's you know it's it's from what I understand too, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but a couple of years ago I guess I was reading that they opened they officially opened a satanic church in of all places Little Rock Arkansas. Have you heard anything? That is actually very very true, and they've been quite active doing various things around the state capitol. They're essentially one of those idiotic, harmless ones because it's just a bunch of, you know, emo hipsters that have nothing better to do with their time. But they are a legitimate organization. Stephen, I got a question. Do you think, um, I'm wondering too, 
how legitimate are some of these people? You know, like, uh, say, take go back to David Koresh, for example. It's It wasn't the fact of what David was preaching or anything like that. It's pretty much more or less a fad, like, oh, I'm a, like, okay, it's cool. I'm going to go ahead and wa- worship the devil just because it's cool. You know, not that, that they're not even legitimate about their about the cause behind it, but the leader's trying to put uh, put there. It's just that it's it's the thing to do. In a lot of cases, that is, of course, exactly what you're dealing with. In the case of somebody more like David Koresh, the problem that the federal government obviously had with him was not what he was preaching. It had nothing to do with his religion. It had to do with his, you know, stockpiling of weapons and buying and selling of illegal weapons to continue to finance uh, his religion. Had he not done any of that, there would still be a Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas today if they would have not dealt in weapons the way they did. I don't know. I don't know how they dealt with weapons, but, uh, you know, I mean, this is a conversation for another time, but that was none of the government's fucking business. That's a Second Amendment right. Yes and no. As far as, you know, weapons you want to buy legally, buy all the ones you want, stockpile all the ones you want. I have no issue with that whatsoever. In their case, they were purchasing and selling illegal weapons is why the ATF initially got involved. I mean, but... Well, I, like I said, we can't get into that discussion now because I, I do. No, that's a, that's definitely a show for another time. I, I do, do want to get into that show. Yeah, because I want to know what an assault r- rifle really is. I want to know what an illegal weapon really is, you know, so we'll have to get into that. But let's continue. Right. But I actually want to bring up probably what I would consider to be the most mainstream and famous cult active in the world right now and there's actually it's kind of for me it's tied uh one is more famous than the other because of hollywood but the other's just as big and the two that the main two what i would call cults some people call religions split the difference call it what you want but the two i'd like to talk about are the jehovah's witnesses and the church of scientology all right, so where I'm at, of course, I think you know what the main one where I'm at right now. I would assume your area is probably Jehovah's Witnesses, right? No, 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 no. I think the uh, the correct term, and I'm not going to say politically correct, just the correct term is LDS, the Church of Jesus oh, Christ of Latter-day the, Saints. The Mormons, yes. Actually, I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you this. Um, I've had con- I've had conversations with Mormons. I have a conversation, you know, Mormons knock at my door. I've had Jehovah's Witnesses knock at my door. And I'm going to tell you what the difference was between the two. The Mormons, when I said I'm not interested, I'm a Christian, I have my own beliefs, the Mormons said, smiled at me, said, God bless you, have a nice day, and turned around. The Jehovah's Witness stood there, stood in front of my porch, right in front of me, and said, what, you're not interested in the truth? Full disclosure, um, 
I'm actually related to Mormons, uh, technically by marriage. I am related to the Osmond family. You don't get any more Mormon than the Osmonds. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I've met a good many. I used to vacation with my grandparents, literally in Ogden, Utah, just uh, just a little ways away from Salt Lake City. I have seen the main Mormon tabernacle in Salt Lake City. It's a beautiful structure. And, you know, while I don't agree uh, with their particular philosophies, I would not classify Mormons as a cult because I do think it's, I think it is a legitimate religion. It is not my religion. I give the Mormons a pass. Even when it comes down to the multiple wives, I don't have an issue with that. I really don't. It's their beliefs, and it's not hurting anyone else. Although I still can't ever seem to get a real clarification on the magic underwear. Okay. Um, So as anybody who knows me personally— I was not raised by my parents. I was that I was beginning to start, but then my mom and dad never, of course, were never married. I was I'm a bastard child born outside of wedlock and, and raised by wolves. <laughs> and um, you know my my mother my mother uh, wanted to go her own ways. My dad knew he couldn't properly provide for me, so he asked my aunt, his sister, to raise me. And she had no problem doing so, and she she was very deeply religious, uh, Christian, uh, raised Nazarene, but as she grew up, she chose Baptist. And uh, there's not really a whole lot of difference between the two, to be honest with you. But um, as she brought me up, she told me, uh, you know, she pretty much uh, tried to tell me that the Mormons were a cult, and also the Freemasons. I was told multiple times that the Freemasons were a cult. I wouldn't classify them as a cult. They are definitely uh, a society. Uh, I wouldn't classify them as a cult, though. Um, I know that I heard one of the weirdest things they do, and I, I don't know, I can't. If somebody else is in the Masons, they can verify this for me if you want to get a hold of it or uh, call Steven on his hotline or call the... They a- won't. <laughs> but, Trust uh, me, they won't. From what I understand, uh, to be initiated into the Masons, there's something you have to memorize and and read before the Masons. And you have to wear... this. You have to go up before them pretty much naked except wearing this apron to cover your dick. And and recite this uh, this uh, whatever it is you have to have to memorize. I'm not sure about that. Uh, what I do know of the Freemasons is you know they're not a religion because they don't care what religion you are, they don't care what race you are. Uh, they're not so much a, a cult or a religion, but they are very much a secret society. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, another guy who was Seventh Day Adventist had to, had told me and told told my aunt, yeah, the the Masons were a cult. But uh, I don't know. I have no interest in joining them. But yet, I've never, ever, ever, ever had a problem with with the Masons. I actually, uh, way down in family history, 
uh, I've had relatives that were Freemasons uh, and given the opportunity uh, just for advancement in life, I would not be knowing what little I know at this point would not be opposed to being a Freemason. That being said, I don't know a whole lot about the organization. Stephen, well, you personally, I think you're more like me. You know I'm a Christian. I do believe in God. I, yet I got my mouth, you know, and people hear how I talk. I do use profanity. Of course, I'm, I take more of the side of uh, D. Snyder work where pr- profanity and Christianity really don't have anything to do with one another. And um, the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, you don't have to go inside of a church or a synagogue or a, a mosque to worship. You believe, Absolutely. You believe what you believe in your heart. You can worship from the comfort of your own home. In your bed, you know, I don't believe in that whole thing. You got to, in order to pray, you have to be on your knees. You can sit down, you can stand up, you can lay down. It doesn't matter. You Talking to God is talking to God. I mean, you get some of those, uh, and believe me, much like that you said it letter for letter, the way my opinion works. Uh, and I have read the Bible. By the way, I've also read the Torah and the Quran. And the All Book of Mormon? Books, <laughs> I, believe it or not, on my bookshelf in this room about 10 feet away from me, I have a very, very old Book of Mormon that belonged to my grandfather. Okay. Uh, not blood grandfather, step grandfather, but he was the only one I knew. I hold that book quite sacred because he was Mormon. I don't believe necessarily in their beliefs, but I keep that book because I love that man. But, and yes, I have read the Book of Mormon. And it's an interesting thing, but my particular belief in the Bible says that you will gather and worship. It doesn't specify what gather means. For me, it means I gather my thoughts and center myself and I pray. Now how about and I worship God? How how about uh, that that old old hymn? Shall we gather at the river? Hey, what's what's that telling you right there? You don't have to be inside of a building, you know. Like like I said to you, you don't really have to be a part of a congregation. No, you don't. And uh, honestly, I mean, you know, we're bouncing away from that. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and Scientology, so I'll circle back here in a second. We but, got some time. That's fine. Okay. I've personally found that even, and I am a Christian, but I found that a lot of Christian churches are extremely hypocritical. Oh, I've been there. I know what you're saying. You know, I, I don't want it. To me, it's all, uh, I have an uncle who's embarrassed to go to church because he, you know, this is where Christianity really gets a bad rap, and this is why where I have a big problem is is being so judgmental, and this whole thing you're gonna go to hell if you don't do this or that. Right, that's the one thing that's the biggest problem I have with Christian churches is you are going to go to hell if. Um, that's 
not what Christianity stands for. And I've told this story before, so I'll do a quick recap. The first Sunday after 9-11, I hadn't gone to church uh, since I was a kid. Here I am, 21 years old, 9-11 happens, uh, which is also where I personally, you know, started really getting back in touch with my faith. I decided to go to church. I remember being told as a kid that we were Baptists. So I found a local Baptist church. And I went there on the first Sunday after 9-11, and I couldn't have found a better, nicer group of friendly people that as soon as I walked into the door, they were introducing themselves and talking to me. And, hey, let me introduce you to this person and that person and all this shit. Wonderful. Everybody seemed like the nicest people in the world. And this was, I won't say a mega church, but it was a big fucking church. They, you know, had a chime that says, okay, take your seat. So I go in, I find a seat. This asshole preacher comes up there. And after they do some hymns and shit, starts talking his shit. And saying that all those money-worshipping people in those towers and all the faggots with their earrings. And yes, he said faggots with their earrings. And first off, I'm straight, but at that particular time, I was wearing an earring. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's kind of hateful. So he goes on a little while with more relatively hate-filled speech, and this woman who had brought around a 10-year-old son finally had enough after about 20 minutes. She got up to leave, and this guy stopped her from his stage with his microphone and said, am I offending you? Well, maybe you need to be offended. I went, nope, she ain't going to be the only one. I stood up, and I headed to the exit, and one of the quote-unquote deacons stopped me at the door and said, brother, have you been saved? I said, no, I haven't. And if being saved means I think like the people in this room do, you guys can all go to fucking hell. Now get out of my way or I will move you. You know, when the best church I ever went to, let's just say when I lived in Tennessee, when I lived in Memphis and I lived in South Carolina, one church I, w- I wanted to find one of those Southern Baptist black churches. I, I saw so much of them on TV that I, I, I knew that it was going to be a friendly environment. They look like they have fun in those churches. Yes. The only thing was it didn't happen while I lived in Tennessee or South Carolina. I didn't come, you know, I try to I keep it to where I at least make it to church once a year on Easter Sunday, and so I'm looking for a church not too far from where I lived in Las Vegas. It said Southern Baptist. I'm like, oh, that, that one looks interesting. I will go there. Lo and behold, it's a it's one of those black churches that I always wanted to go to, and even though the, the sermon was kind of long, actually it wasn't a sermon. It was more worship and less preaching, and I and I really, really enjoyed it. I'll lose your... <laughs> But now let's get back in, uh, you know, we define what we, you know, think about our, our religious beliefs. Let's look at 
the what I would assume would be the top two cults in the Church of Scientology. The I, world, probably, but definitely in the United States. But the Church of Scientology, a church started by a failed science fiction writer. See, I know. Oh, my God. You have to fill me in because I really haven't. Let's see. We've got about, oh, just just about 17 minutes left. Okay, I think we can cover both of these in that time. So Scientology was started by one L. Ron Hubbard, uh-huh. a science fiction writer. There's no question. There's no doubt about that. He's actually credited as being uh, one of the science fiction writers who published like the most stories. Uh, we look him up as I'm speaking about this, but he uh, he published so many science fiction stories, and none of them were good. So he kind of switched gears while continuing to do this. And he came up with what he thought initially was, you know, followers, but then it turned into this insane religion. And I'm not going to sit there and give you guys a a history of L. Ron Hubbard. If you want to do it, a quick Wikipedia search of L period Ron, R-O-N, Hubbard, H-U-B-B-A-R-D. A Nebraska boy, of all things. But I'm really stalling for time why I pull up the fucking Scientology shit because his Wikipedia thing is forever. So he eventually comes up with this idea and writes a book called Dianetics. Mm-hmm. And any child of the 80s remembers those commercials with the exploding volcano and all that stuff. Read Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. Which, I gotta say, as a kid, it's like, damn, that book looks cool. But unlike, you know, even the Mormons, will you call them up, they'll fucking send your ass a book of Mormon real quick. Oh, for yeah. free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dianetics, you called that number on the TV screen, they're like, hey... Oh, of course, we'll send you one. Uh, that'll be five ninety nine plus shipping and handling. But he managed to scam all these people into actually believing that he knew what the hell he was talking about. It starts with a fucking personality test where they hook you up to this non-existent machine. And it ends on like tier seven or something like that with some fucking crazy goddamn Xanadu coming to earth to take you away. And in the meantime, if, if you're, you know, monetarily well off and can keep giving money to them, then you keep getting promoted in the church and given higher responsibilities, if you are a poor member of this so-called church, they send you to essentially work camps to earn your keep. It is totally fucking insane. 
Mm. And the most insane part about it is it has Hollywood. And don't get me wrong, most of Hollywood are crazy fucking liberals to begin with. I understand that. Tom Cruise and uh, John Travolta, just to name a couple. And so, one of the biggest stars ever, Will Smith, is a Scientologist. (laughs) Are you fucking serious? No, I'm not kidding you in any way, shape, or form. Will Smith, Scientologist. In fact, I'm going to pull up the Scientology page. Um, by the, I got. Do you know why though? Because obviously, you know who Anonymous is. You know why they? Because I remember when I first heard of Anon, Anonymous, they had a huge, huge problem with the Church of Scientology. Everyone should. Yeah, because uh, I mean, uh, if. Uh, I don't know, it used to be uh, Anonymous used to attack people, hack their MySpace profiles, and put gay pics on them. But, uh, sure, and they're the group that hacked all the celebrity nudes and all that stuff. And but uh, they've advanced a lot more, and uh, they hate the Church of Scientology. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, just to go through a quick list of confirmed Scientologists of noteworthy people. So we have uh, Kirstie Alley from Cheers, Ann Archer, uh, Catherine Bell from uh, JAG, Nancy Cartwright who's on The Simpsons, Tom Cruise, of course, and I'm skipping names that I don't recognize. Jenna Elfman. Wow, that's an Surprise from uh, Fear of the Walking Dead and, of course, Darwin and Gray. Uh, hmm. They say musician and actor Doug E. Fresh. That's kind of funny. Juliette Lewis. Yeah. Uh, everyone in the Masterson family, a lot of Masterson from Walking Dead, Christopher Masterson, actor, uh, Danny Masterson, and rapist, uh, actor and rapist. And what about uh, Tara Alana Masterson? I think that's what her name was. Is she on? Yeah, that's what, that that was the first one I said was Alana Masterson. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we do have freedom of religion in the in, in this in this country. I uh, oh, and of we course can, uh, appreciate that, but I mean, Scientology. I I what I've seen of it just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, hold on, this list keeps going though. Uh, Actress Elizabeth Moss. Uh, this one is a new one on me. Michael Pena, whom a lot of people know from the Ant-Man movies and a lot of other things. Uh, the Mexican guy. Great actor. I did not know he was a Scientologist. Bijou Phillips. Priscilla Presley. The uh, widow, of course, of Elvis Presley. Uh, that's a surprise. Uh, Giovanni Ravisi. Famous actor, John Travolta, of course. Uh, okay, uh, and there's well, that list. More the, there, there's more in the former list uh, celebrities of people that left, but I don't want to waste time going into the former members. A lot of those are well documented, like um, uh, damn, uh, Leah Remney was probably the most famous mm-hmm. former member. 
because, I mean, she made a whole secondary career about bashing Scientology. It is insane the things that they put their members through, especially those that are not rich. Well, so basically, I wonder what it is, though, because, you know, there were some preachers that would frown upon you if you didn't give your tithing, but if you... If uh, you're not rich and not joining, uh, you know, and you're joining the uh, Church of Scientology, I'm pretty sure, you know, if you don't give any give any of your donations or your tithing, that they, they don't handle that very well. Then they literally have their own television network and their own, you know, news organizations and everything like that. It, it's been documented that. Anybody of any kind of notoriety or people that speak out against or leave and speak out against Scientology, they sit private investigators to dig up every bit of their past to try to discredit them. They are absolutely brutal. Wow. They, which, you know, in, in most recognized religions you know if me as a christian if i went to my local pastor and said look i've had a change of thought i i'm i'm going to uh i'm i'm going to convert i'm going to be uh i'm going to become jewish i'm going to convert to judaism they would certainly most likely try to talk you out of it as you know any good religious leader would do but in the end they would shake your hand and you've made your final decision you have a you know take care of yourself and that's the end of it and then if you went out and spoke against that religion after the fact they would of course attempt to defend themselves well you know I uh, you know I understand that you know Mr. Cruz no longer wants to be a Christian, but by switching to Judaism doesn't mean he needs to defame the Christian faith. That would pretty much be the line. They're not sending private detectives to follow you. Yeah. They're not putting shit on their own TV channel to discredit you. They have a whole media wing with millions and millions and millions of dollars at their disposal to fuck with people. It is insane. Yeah, we got about eight minutes left. We better move on to the next one because uh, there's something I actually want to bring up with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, perfect. Jehovah's Witnesses. One of my personal favorites because, first off, when I have a nice day off and I think, man, I get to sleep in, I turn my alarm off, I silence my phone, I turn the air conditioner really, really cold so I can curl up under the blankets and just crash the fuck out. And what do I get at 8.30 on a Saturday morning? Somebody with a copy of the Watchtower. Okay, Stephen, I got a story for you. Uh, There's a friend of mine uh, that I'd known for a long, long time uh, who who had the answer for getting rid of Jehovah's Witnesses. 
He's about six foot three and three hundred and fifty plus pounds. Got a big old greasy beard like like me, you know, and he's a welder by trade, or he was at the time. And uh, he's he's sitting there on his day off in front of the TV, smoking some pot, with, and uh, they come knocking. And uh, he he saw at the window, he knew who it was coming to knock because he saw them uh pull up going door to door, and he, he was only waiting for his turn. So he answers the door, making sure that uh, there's a bunch of pot smoke coming out, coming out of the door. They got to smell it when they answered. And, uh, you know, they see this big old burly man with a big old greasy beard smoking some pot, and he goes, my religion is Satanism. Want to come in and hear about it? Scared him away. Not a bad way to do it. I used to actually, uh, for a while in my very early 20s, I was not a vodka drinker at that uh, particular time. I, you know, preferred, you know, my Jack Daniels and my Jameson. But I used to keep a bottle of vodka on hand. And they learned pretty quick. <laughs> yes. Because after about, like, four or five Saturdays in a row of finally getting pissed off and yelling at him to leave, but they'd keep coming back. I went out and bought a bottle of vodka, kept it ice cold in the fridge. I would invite him in. Please have a seat. Let me get you guys some water. You guys look a little thirsty. I would pour a nice glass of vodka for him because, you know, looks like water. I'd set it in front of him. Please have a drink. It's it's impolite to you know refuse service from a host, and they're trying to convert you. Soon as that glass touched their face, you could see the change in them, and I would look at them. And this only had to happen twice. I would then politely say, Please get the fuck out of my house and tell everyone in your religion, do not ever come back here or leave anything on my door ever again. <laughs> you know what? They, one thing they do, though, because uh, we're running out of time, and I got to say this, that I cannot stand is um, they're, they're all about if, if you uh, disobey the rules, if you're gay or bisexual, you do something, you're on, you do any drugs, they are all about the shunning and excommunicating. And that is cruel. It's humiliating. And that's also one thing they have uh, very much in common with Scientology is the excommunicating. If you decide even you know for a, a polite reason like hey i just don't agree anymore i'm gonna go they excommunicate you to the point where if you if your brother is a jehovah's witness and you decide you don't want to be that anymore your own brother is not allowed to talk to you anymore your yeah. family that's they brutal and to the point uh, when it comes to, you know, everybody talks about the Catholic religion and sexual abuse. It happens very much in the Jehovah's Witnesses, too. But in, instead of being able to go to the cops, if you're a devout Jehovah's Witness, you have to take it before their tribunal. And if there's not 
two witnesses to the sexual abuse, then you're not even allowed to go to the cops about it. It's a huge, insane, fucked up cover up. Yeah. And also, you know, the Amish uh, do that. You know, I admire the Amish in many ways. You know, uh, except for the for the fact of that that uh, shunning if you don't follow their ways to a T, which I, you know, you it, just like the beards. Uh, no, a beard without a mustache. I'm sorry. Uh, as much as I like uh, Abraham Lincoln, I'm sorry. A beard without a mustache looks retarded. Ah, eh, it didn't look great on Lincoln either. But you know what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we I hate to say it, Stephen, we are out of time. In the last couple of times, though, you didn't get to plug the uh, hotline. Yeah, I realized that. I was thinking about that before we got started. And actually, I put up, I'm going to be putting up a new recording for the hotline, so that's interesting. I, but if anybody out there listening wants to uh, suggest a topic for a future Steve Solution segment... You have a question, you have a comment, you want to have something played on the air. Uh, you can do that in one of two ways. Uh, the first and easiest way is to pick up your phone. And it is a U.S. number. It is one seven three two nine six two four eight two four. Easy way to remember that is 732-YO-BITCH. <laughs> all right and the secondary way of course you can just send me an email at the steve solution at gmail.com i promise you uh unless we just get a massive flood of calls and emails i will personally read every email and listen to every phone call and if you would like to be played on the show you have a topic you want to discuss of course, bring that up, and I will take it under consideration. And I'd love feedback from everyone. We've got a little bit uh, from people that don't want to be on the show, but uh, we have heard from some people, and it's been great. So please reach out to us, and it doesn't even have to be through those methods. You can go through the typical outlaw radio channels, and Billy will get that stuff to me. So. Reach out, be part of the show, and be part of the conversation, and tell your truth. Yes. So, it is yet to be determined what's on tap for uh, next week. However, I will say really quick, the Halloween special is uh, going to be a good one. This, uh, I'm I'm not going to give away what I'm going to be doing the, uh, the, the show before Halloween, but I'm putting to get together something that uh, you're all going to enjoy. He's doing Dr. Frankenfurter from um, what a, shit. I don't even I know what the that. fuck that is. Oh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, oh, he's going to be oh, doing fuck the... that. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to end the show with Blue Ruin and Turn On the Night. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Peace out, guys. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? 
This is Outlaw Radio. you're in a band or maybe you run a radio show or podcast whatever you do you want to market your brand with custom made apparel look no further than fresh baked tees t-shirts hoodies tank tops caps beanies koozies banners and even masks you can get them all custom made from fresh baked tees prices are reasonable and negotiable Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today.
Support Outlaw Radio and friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of outlawradioabs.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution, the High Ion Bio-Key Quantum Scalar Energy Pendant, EMF Mitigating Fabrics and Clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. You've heard the phrase, America's most loved brands. And what exactly did our loyalty to some of those most loved brands get us? I'll tell you what, money and lots of it. For organizations and their ideologies that directly conflict with American core values and the American way of life. Enter Etruzu.com, a place for patriots to buy and sell. You can open your own online store for as little as $25 per month and grow your business as big as you want. Buy from patriots and sell to patriots. Everything from ordinary household items to absolutely anything that's available from companies that do not have our country's best interests at heart. With Etruzu.com, you know who you're buying from and you know who you're selling to. Let's make your brand one of America's most loved. Get started at etruzu.com. E-T-R-U-Z-O-O.com. Etruzu, a place where patriots buy and sell. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Well, here I am sitting on the porch. 
Writing another song About Waylon Willie David Allen Cole You can't go wrong Such great outlaw boys Just like me Man can't you see George Jones Can't go wrong 